0: Bro, let's close some shit out. Ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bro, this is our third episode. Yeah. A little bit of a holiday mental health kind of series thing. That's right. As we close out the year. And this one is about closure. closure. <laughs> but when I was doing research, uh, actually, I found this term called cognitive closure.
0: Ooh, turns out seeking closure is a big part of the human existence. Yeah. Mm. In this episode, we're seeking closure on how closure affects <laughs> our lives. I love that, bro. <laughs> and relates to mental, mental health. health. Absolutely. Oh, man. Let's dig into this. Let's go,
1: bro. I'm Jonathan Noel. And I'm Brian Noel. This is the Focus Cast. Where we talk about all things focus related. So we can stay on track to accomplish our dreams. dreams. We want you,
0: us, and everyone around us to be focused as... Booy. Booy.
1: We're doing a self censor right now because (laughs) we do not have a way to censor it.
0: Yeah, what's the little button we have? The buzzer. The buzzer. From Taboo. The buzzer's at home, we'll have that for the next episode. So what is cognitive closure, bro? I love this term, this is interesting.
1: Yeah, so I was doing the notes, and honestly, everyone talks about closure usually with relationships, I feel like. That's where it comes up 99% of the time. I didn't even know this was a psychology term Cognitive closure. So it's the state in which an individual recognizes that he or she has achieved understanding of something. Ooh. The final stage in figuratively seeing the total picture and how all pieces fit together. So that's coming from the APA which is the Something Psychology Association, whatever, dictionary. Of, of psychology. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> What's great about us two doing this podcast is I am someone who appreciates and
1: uh, seeks closure. And I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> so we've got a real yin and yang on closure here. So there's gonna be some things that definitely relate to Brian and also to me. But um, it makes sense, I mean, it's the state in which an individual recognizes that he or she has achieved understanding. I mean, we want to understand. Yes. I mean, you got fired. You want to know why. Oh, Someone yeah. broke up with you. You want to know why. Yes. You know, Some something. Some completely you get, and absolutely obsessed over why. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I think the real, we'll talk about this a little bit, but the slippery slope is, I mean, if things are happening in your life that you can't control, you can't really get closure on that. Mm, you know? That's good. How do you get closure on, like, why did I break my wrist, you know? Yeah, Like, or like why someone tragically died. I mean, unless you're doing like trying to do backflips off of the roof and you break your ankle and it's like, now nah, you know why, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Stupid yeah, yeah. things that are out of your car control. accident. Why, why Why? did I get in a car accident? How do you get closure on that? Yeah. It's not your fault. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Anyway.
0: So there's this thing called the level of need. If you're at the top of the scale, you'll have some preferences towards predictability, order, and organization. If you're at the bottom part, you'll feel more comfortable in an open and ambiguous situation, and you won't feel that bothered with indecision. So, sorry. (laughs) Most people, though, find themselves around the middle part of the scale, but put it another way, they value order, but they can live with a certain level of uncertainty.
1: So this is the level of need For for closure. Man, I'm I love this. Yeah, and there's actually a whole scale. We'll talk about that later, but Ooh. it makes sense if there's going to be people who need more closure than others. You know, yeah. I when I used to tell people like, "Oh, I travel for work." And they're like, "Well, where are you staying?" I'm like, "I don't know yet." <laughs> I just start driving and then they'll let me know at some point. Some people can't handle that, you know they need to they need that they need to know where they're going, what's going on, they need order. I can just start driving to Texas, Dallas, and then on my thirteen hour drive, at some point someone will be like, "You're going to work in this town and at, at this shop, I'll usually find out where I'm working at eight o'clock p m when I have to be there the next morning at like eight a m
0: while the other end of the spectrum is uh, the person who's driving down the road, they have two devices, one with Google Maps, one with Waves. Waze, <laughs> and they also have already used their points to purchase the hotel. They've already selected what pillow type they want on their bed, yep. and they've already looked at what restaurants they're gonna eat at before their meetings. Yeah. <laughs> some people, I
1: mean, they need that. They need it. All right, so let's get some <laughs> pros and cons on this cognitive closure. I do so, it, bro, what we got? The lack of closure can leave a situation in ambiguity, of course. People high in need for closure seek to avoid this amb- ambiguity at all costs, where people with high in need to avoid closure, so that's the other term, people who avoid closure, strive to make situations more ambiguous.
0: Oh, man, wow. <laughs> Dude, this is blowing my mind. Okay, so uh, Jonathan wrote the notes. So this is a this I is a
1: podcast basically for Brian.
0: He's li- he's like listening to it as it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which which um for the past round of notes I wrote them. So this is um this is so cool. So I've never thought of this that someone will literally uh, predict an environment that will um not require closure so they don't have to deal with not having closure. That is freaking wild.
1: Crazy, bro, <laughs> right? This really, this kind of stuff really does make you th- realize. Okay, like, yeah, there are personality types, and I'm, I'm someone who needs this or doesn't need that. Because I, I once yeah. I was reading the notes, I'm like, oh, <laughs> for sure, I don't. I'm not one of these closure. I probably score so low on this need for closure scale that, that, I don't know.
0: Well, it's interesting too because when you're interacting with people at work or people in your life, and uh, they send you a text, and me personally, text is not. Um, I don't treat texts like, if you text me, I have to text you back immediately. Right, That's like an invasion on my privacy. <laughs> <laughs> I will text you back when I want to text you back. And that may be rude. And I get it for some people, right? Because some people, if you don't text them back, they're over there in their head like, why didn't they text me back? Did they not like me? Did I say something wrong? When honestly, like I'm like like my Busy. little my little kid just crapped in the tub and i'm trying to scoop that crap out and put it in the toilet you've got
1: you've <laughs> got bigger things going than than responding to this text message
0: yeah so like i don't keep my phone on me when i'm at home i just that's not how i live my life but again if you look at like what's good about understanding the level of need for cognitive closure not just for yourself but also for interacting with others it just makes you a more
1: emotionally intelligent person to understand these concepts this is killer bro i know it's pretty sweet right what's next we got another bullet on this uh pros and cons list so some perceived costs, so this is the cost of lacking closure, may relate to the additional time and effort required to attain closure. Oh, yeah. Or the unpleasantness of process whereby closure must be reached. So this is where you're starting oh, to get obsessed man. with your closure.
0: Man, like that term we talk about, like... um Oh, what's the the task switch cost? This is the cognitive closure you're, cost. <laughs> oh, your your cognitive baby. closure cost. Yeah, man, what's the cost of your dreams? Right. So, okay, all right. Like, this is this is a
1: podcast about focus, right? Yeah. We, we we're talking about getting things done so you can live your best life, right? Yeah. So, are you obsessing over closure on things that aren't important? Oh my gosh!
0: How much time are you spending How focusing? on much time on closing things that are not important? Egg. Exactly. Not focused on your dreams, not opening up those dreams because you can't close something from the past. So that's that's killer, man. I um, think a lot of people struggle, whatever it is, big or small.
1: Yeah. Mm. Here's a pro Some perceived benefits of cognitive closure relate to predictability, um, the basis for action, social or like wanting more social status. So basically, being that kind of person where you want closure can actually lead to, like, more predictability, more habits. Oh, okay. So that's like a pro, but like everything in life, you can take it too far, like we were just talking about. You become Mm -hmm. so obsessed that now it's a negative. So a
0: lack of closure may be perceived to offer various advantages, right? So if you don't want closure, it may be an advantage. Here's one, such as freedom from constraining commitment. So, again, if you uh, require closure, then you... Put this requirements around this commitment around it, and then um, yeah, the maintenance of a romantic relationship. Like if you think about the, and I like that word maintenance. Like mm-hmm. like um, the actual, um, if you put a requirement on yourself and on your romantic partner, spouse, um, whoever it is, and you put those requirements, then yeah. that restricts, right? That can restrict yep. the relationship. So that's where that's a. That's a uh, pro of not forcing cognitive yeah. closure.
1: Neutrality, neutrality and disputes. So yes. being more neutral.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, like, um, have you? Uh, um, well, since you're on the opposite end of the spectrum, which I am to a degree in this area, like when you're talking politics mm-hmm. and someone disagrees with you, like for me, I'm just like, that's fine. You know, okay, whatever. Exactly. But Ooh. for some people, they're like, Why can, how can you think that? You must agree with me.
1: Yeah, they've attached their identity <laughs> to that belief. Right. That's so, why.
0: That's pretty interesting. So if you apply that to everything, that could that could be tough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you think that the how you think is the end-all, be-all, life is going to be very difficult.
0: Yeah, if—, if Because
1: um, <laughs> uh, let's just be honest. Have you acquired all the knowledge? I mean, ask yourself right now. Do you have all the knowledge? So, how do you know your perspective is one hundred percent correct?
0: Well, in like in relating to cognitive closure, is like if I have a belief system and I want you to believe that belief system, so therefore I must close. They're in trying my to close head. you. They're trying <laughs> to close you like a deal, bro. <laughs> trying to close you like a, they're trying to close your belief system like a deal. Woo! Um, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> that's good, bro. <laughs> what else we got?
1: All right, kind of wrapping up this section talking about you know the cognitive closure and lack of um it's clear there are pros and cons on both sides of the spectrum i think that's just a great pretty much analogy for life in general you can always have too much of something (laughs) like (laughs) like i mean there's so much gray area with so many of these things like you know yeah there's pros and cons yeah, you, know, you don't want to be obsessive, closure compulsive, <laughs> and you also just don't want to be completely
0: apathetic to everything. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: All so, right, so uh, what's next, bro?
1: So there is actually a scale for this, the Need for Closure Scale Ooh. (NFCS). Uh, looks like it was f- this guy Webster and Kr- Kr- Kruglansky. Yeah, sounds right. Came up to it, came up with it, and then there is an updated version published um, by Rowitz and Van. Trial. Yeah. So you can Google that. It'll come up. But basically, it's going to be asking you things like your need for order, mm. need for predictability, decisiveness, avoidance of ambi- ambiguity, and closed-mindedness.
0: It's really interesting because cognitive closure, When when we were talking about closure, just like end of year, closing out the year, closing out certain things that maybe went wrong this whole concept of going deeper on cognitive closure and this scale, like need for predictability. That makes sense. Uh, Decisiveness. Um, But, but again, like going deeper in the psyche and understanding that you're actually trying to project certain circumstances to avoid or to conclude closure. And then this like avoidance of ambiguity, closed mindedness, like how all this relates to cognitive closure is pretty fascinating.
1: It is. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I did, I grabbed one more study, which it's going to be kind of like, for me, I I read things like this and I'm like, duh, but this is the need it's called this article or this study need for cognitive closure predicts stress and anxiety of college students during the pandemic. It makes sense. Yeah. If you are someone (laughs) who really seeks out cognitive closure, how do you close out a pandemic? Wow. You know, especially
0: one that went on. And, and on. on they they said that it was gonna be two weeks of
1: two weeks to flatten the curve was the original
0: <laughs> it ended up being like a year and a half <laughs> two years to yeah, anyway yeah. two years to flatten our lives
1: <laughs> um <laughs> flatten our existences
0: um the unprecedented <laughs> level of uncertainty associated with the pandemic may be a contributing factor to stress and anxiety, especially among individuals with high intolerance to uncertainty. Yeah, totally makes sense. Individual differences in need for cognitive closure have also been linked to mental distress during unpredictable situations. And we have been in quite an unpredictable situation. We're rolling out of a pandemic into a uh, economic whatever.
1: (laughs) You know... It's just nonstop. Honestly, at this point, call it what you want. Like... (laughs) At some point, people are just going to stop caring, you know. Pandemics, yeah. wars, you know, country disputes. It's like whatever, <laughs> you know. That's why I just live my life. I mean, what? Well, yeah. What how, am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to worry about seven billion people on the planet? I don't have the capacity for that. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, all right, bro. So, so
0: what can we do? Let's you do, know, what let's let's we, wrap this how up. Do we land I mean, this thing. It's
1: funny because closure. As I was doing these notes, <laughs> how do we close this? Like I said, most of all these stupid articles are about relationships and closure yeah. for that. And I just didn't want to do that. That's lame. Yeah. So it was cool figuring out about this cognitive closure. Yeah, that's killer. Um, I think what might be helpful for some people, find your personality type. Maybe take some of these. Yeah. You know, find where you fit in this uh need for closure scale and see if it's affecting your life in a positive or negative way. I wanna go take the scale. Let's get scaled up <laughs> um if you have a super high need for closure, you can start analyzing it. you can start looking at these things like okay is it is it too much mm. you know um reflect we just talked about that in the last episode. you can uh take that take the scale and then start reflecting
0: here's uh here's a uh how this relates in a business situation. Let's go bro so I remember when I worked at an agency and uh, we call them zombie projects. So because they they're dead before they started. Well, it's these projects <laughs> that you start and you don't want to kill them because you put some, you know, blood, sweat and equity into that mm. project. And so you don't want to kill them, but they're not really alive anymore. And they're called zombie <laughs> projects and they're just like makes perfect sense. They're just floating around and so like so many companies have all these zombie projects because this employee invested a bunch of time into it and so they have all this self-wrapped up in that project and they don't want to just kill it. And as you can imagine, well, I don't know if any of us can imagine this, but if, when you watch a zombie movie, it takes a lot of energy to fight off zombies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so imagine trying to do your job when you're also fighting a bunch of zombies, but relate that to your head. Like yeah. Relate that to your brain. Like Exactly. There's all these things in your life that you just haven't killed. If yeah. you're someone who needs closure, right? Like Red. if you're someone who... Imagine like
1: scale. all that closure weight just sitting on your back. Oh, closure weight. You know, if you're that kind of person, I can't relate. I can't tell you how to not do that because I don't live that life.
0: I can relate. I'm my Every day in January, I go, my taxes aren't done. My taxes aren't done. My taxes aren't <laughs> done. My taxes aren't done. <laughs> I don't even want to spend money in the first week of January because my taxes for the previous year are not closed yet. Like it's a problem,
1: yeah, I think you'd sky hi- I think you would score higher on the scale than me, bro one hundred percent so you know reflect, just reflect, and uh, you know, we always talk about meditation, i mean I didn't even bring up any of this stuff for finding closure with like relationships,
0: yeah, but that's part of it, but I think but i mean think- it's
1: all the, it all goes to, it all comes back down to meditation, yeah, you know self reflecting I mean honestly, I was reading these articles, and they're all the same, it's like you know, it's stupid. It's know? like what? <laughs> it's like meditate, do self reflection to find closure from your from your partner. You know, i oh
0: yeah, or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you wrote the notes. Someone who is um, obsessed with cl- <laughs> not obsessed, <laughs> but no, nah, dude, this is this is fantastic. I'm stoked about this. Nice, bro. So as we round out the year, Let's what are you? So here's the question. Let's, here's the question. Yep. Here's the, 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 the closure <laughs> <Clush>, question. question. <laughs> As we uh, want to accomplish our dreams, right? what are we struggling to close that's preventing us from focus, focusing on our future dreams?
1: Exactly. That's it. What are the zombie projects we can kill? What are the zombie things we need closure on that we just need to yep. just finally let it go? So we
0: can move on to our dreams and the life we want to live.
1: And how are we going to do that? We're just going to do it. <laughs> We're going to reflect and meditate on it. That's every right. Every day. <laughs> Let's go, bro.
0: Awareness is the first step. Awareness. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that that's a zombie project. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So before we leave the plugs, um, go to Focus Cast, uh, The Focus Cast on Instagram, on the TikTok, and on YouTube. Mm. Uh, go to uh, thefocuscast.com. Ooh. And uh Yeah. Ah. Go forth and do great things. Let's go, bro. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) (laughs)